And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Saturday, July 11th. And I think that one of the tiny little glimmers of positive aspects to the pandemic is that mortgage rates have fallen dramatically. So what we decided was we needed some time here to kind of let the market shake out a bit, but we had to bring on our favorite mortgage maven, Mortgage Mike. Mike Ramey, he's the managing director of Luxury Mortgage. And it doesn't mean you only do luxury mortgage. That's kind of a I don't know. That's not a great name of a company, Michael. It can be misleading, uh, but rest assured, we uh, can accommodate financing for any price home. There you go. Okay. So um, it must have been a pretty, it has been a crazy year for you so far. I want to wind the clock back a little bit. There seemed to be a period right around March-ish where rates plummeted dramatically and interest rates, you know, obviously the Federal Reserve moved the overall benchmark down to zero. And I remember emailing you at that time and saying to you, what are the rates? And you had pointed out very early on that there was a big difference between the new purchase interest rates and refinancing interest rates. So can you explain why that is, Mike? Typically, purchase rates are marginally better than refinance rates. Not always, not always across the board, but that's sort of pretty typical for a common market or normal market. Um, I think with the pandemic, we're anything but normal uh, as it relates to mortgages. So what happened was when the states went on lockdown, you know, the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginny Mae, uh, I'll recognize that the impact on the economy would be likely significant job losses. So as well as, you know, people not able to make their payments going into forbearance, uh, they were kind of up in arms, didn't know what to expect. So what we saw was, um, for lack of a better way of saying it, a knee-jerk reaction that they put significant overlays, a higher credit scores are required, um, you know, limited uh, loan to value for refinances, a purchase market kind of state study, as you alluded to, and the rates were, were pretty good there. Uh, but we saw some significant limitations on transaction types, just because there was so much uncertainty in the market. When the immediate lockdowns came, there was the anticipation that the jobless numbers were going to be horrific. Uh, we didn't know how they were going to treat loans that went into forbearance. Uh, so during that time where they were kind of figuring out what was going on, we saw significant shakeup uh, across the board. That has relaxed 
quite significantly, uh, while it took several weeks, more than several weeks, we're at a point now where I think we're back to a somewhat of a normal market, not back to where it should be. Most lenders have adjusted. Uh, Ginny, Freddie, Fannie put out their guidelines regarding forbearance. Uh, rates are at historic lows almost across the board. You're just seeing some different overlays, different lenders. Some lenders won't do refinances for investment properties. Um, some are requiring higher higher credit scores. But, but for the most part, you're seeing a market that uh, the volume is significant, uh, especially for refinances and rates are at historic lows. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So what else has changed in terms of the mortgage process? So let's say um, I look at my house or my apartment, my co-op, and I say, it's time to refinance. Will I need anything additional to make that process go more smoothly? Let's, let's do that like sort of the, the most important things you've got to have ahead of calling your mortgage broker. What should we have ready to go? In the current market, you see so many people that are either on furlough uh, or have been laid off. Uh, so that requires us on the underwriting end uh, to do extra work. Uh, if you're furloughed, when are you going to be back to work? If your pay has been cut by 10 or 15 percent, when is it going to resume to normal? Do you qualify in the 10 or 15 percent? So I think from a consumer perspective, be prepared to do extra work to verify uh, where you stand employment-wise. Uh, so th- there's extra work you're going to have to do. Be leery of the questions you're going to be asked. Uh, understand the process is going to take longer because there's more work we have to do on our end. While it's getting back to a, a, a more normal um, process, there's still extra work that you as a consumer and us as the underwriter will have to do. So be on the lookout for that. So you're saying you can actually refi if you are furloughed? That is a possibility? You can underwrite the loan while you're furloughed. You can't close until you're back at work and have at least one pay stub. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Now let's say that I have a boatload of equity in my house. I never, ever had a home equity line of credit. I understood that banks were really clamping down on HELOCs. Are you still finding that now, you know, a few months into the mission? We saw some of the HELOC lenders completely stopping any new applications until they figured out kind of what was going on. We're now seeing some of the players come back in the market. We are offering them. There was a period where we were not. I think you see the same thing with many lenders across the country, that there was a time for uh, whether it's a month or a month and a half, uh, that they weren't offering those. Now they are being offered with limitation. Pre-pandemic, you had some HELOC lenders going to 100%, uh, more so going to 90%. Um, I think now you're seeing more limitations, maybe to 80%, maybe to 85% of the, the, uh, the value of the home. They're back in the market some. Those that are back in the market are more limited. Uh, it's just, I think, uh, you know, a, a more limited number of players in the market and those players that are in the market uh, more limited on how much they're going to lend. So if I have an established home equity line of credit, is it possible? I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate here now a little bit. Let's just say the economy craters again in the fall. Is it possible that by the time I want to withdraw my money, that the bank, once that credit line is established, says, 
were yanking your credit line. Is that possible or not? Yeah, it happened in 2008 where you saw lenders freezing credit lines across the board. So I think that's absolutely possible. You know, they, they won't call the note due, uh, but they could certainly freeze it. So if you have a line of $100,000, you've taken out $20,000, uh, they might freeze it and say you can't take out any more. That's like an arbitrary thing they can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We, saw it, we saw it a ton of it in 2008. This is one of the things that I think is really important, that if people think that they are relying on that home equity line of credit as the emergency reserve fund, hear this message. The bank can freeze the line just at the moment where you might need it. So it's great to have a home equity line of credit, but be very careful. You know, Mike, it was interesting before the PPP, you know, the Paycheck Protection Program, before that launched, I remember having conversations with a couple of small business owners. And one of the first things I said was, draw down your line of credit immediately. I remembered that as well, that they froze lines of credit. Now, I'm not sure if they did it as much this time around, but I think that if you are relying on a home equity line of credit to be an emergency reserve or to be your extra business line of credit, whatever it is, be very careful about that because as Mike said, can change pretty dramatically. Okay, let's shift gears for a second, Mike. Now, you've been in the business a long time, and I'm wondering now if, if you, as you look at the, the lending landscape, how are the financial institutions managing their risk? I, mean, I know that their underwriting is they have to be more careful, but are they anxious to be writing loans right now, or are they sort of sitting on their hands? Is it really tougher to get a loan? I think it is more difficult to get a loan. I've always been one to say, if you qualify, you qualify. If you don't, you don't. But I think there's more to be said, especially in the current market, is yet lenders are definitely a little concerned and not knowing, you know, what's going to happen next. Is there another wave, or maybe we're just there's it's one big wave. But I, I think you're seeing, like I said, uh, underwriting more cautiously. You know, requiring more documentation, heightened credit score requirements lower loan to value. So I think we're, that lenders are seeking to mitigate the risk and not lending at the, the liberal way that they were pre-pandemic. Um, there's so much uncertainty in the market that you're definitely seeing some lenders, a lot, of, a lot of big banks, for example, I know, and I won't name, but aren't even taking refinances unless you have a certain amount uh, in depositories with them. So you're seeing that with a lot of banking institutions. There's definitely different different banks that are, that are, that are very cautious, non-bank lenders that are also being cautious. So I think they're lending. Uh, they're just lending in a more cautious way. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And how would you compare the the spreads? So the 30 versus the 15 versus the five-year arm, what, what's going on in the marketplace? Here we are in July. What, what's the general trend? 
Yeah, I mean, the rates are low. That, 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 is, that is clear. Rates are extremely low, historic low. In terms of the spread, um, I, I don't think you're seeing anything out of the norm. Uh, your 30-year is typically a little bit higher than your 15. The 20 falls in between. Adjustable rates, five-year, seven-year, are strong for a jumbo loan. Fannie and Freddie aren't really players in the R market. They're more of the 15, 20, 30 are fixed. But I think you're seeing normal spreads low across the board. You are just a wealth of information. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to conclude this show, but then we're going to bring Mike back for a second show. And we're going to start giving Mike some questions about who should refi and who should not refi. Because now you got a sense, it's a good time. Rates are low. The banks are being tough, but they are still willing to lend. Tomorrow, when we do our second part of our interview with Mike, we are going to discuss how you should be approaching your refi and your purchase. What is the right product for you, as well as when it makes sense and when it doesn't make sense to refinance. So thanks so much for listening. As always, we want you to remember that if you've got a question, it could be a refi question, a real estate question, any question that's financially related, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's ask jill at jillonmoney.com. You can always hop onto the website, jillonmoney.com. Lots of great stuff there, including resources. Just remember, as always, it's uh, the weekend. Maybe you're seeing some friends. Wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain that physical distancing, and try to do something nice for somebody else. It will make you feel better. We'll be back tomorrow in your feed with the second part of our interview with Mortgage Mike Ramey. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.